Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm with my two good friends, Kinsey and Jessica. They are real estate investors, entrepreneurs. Together, they've created Blondes Building Equity and are paving the way for young women who are interested in learning about real estate, creating long-term wealth. They're two of the most motivating and confident women that I know, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet them and learn from them. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thank you for having (laughs) us. We're so excited to be here. Yay. Okay. Blondes Building Equity. Can you guys explain it to someone who has never heard of it before or might not know what it is? How did you guys start it and what is it? I would say for someone that doesn't know what it is, we buy houses and we fix them up. So that's what we do. It's yeah. pretty easy. No, I've been it's in not real easy. <laughs> well, it's easy to understand. It's certainly not easy. And we'll tell you more about that. But it's pretty easy to digest what we do. We buy houses, fix them up, sell them for a profit. How did you guys get to that point? Where did it start Well, from? we actually met six years ago and we both got into real estate together. So we were both real estate agents and we had a kind of like a company that we started selling houses. So we would help people buy and sell houses. And how old were you guys at this point? 19, I would say. Probably so you guys 20. are pretty young. Yeah. Well, I was licensed when you I was 19. 19. I was yeah. probably 20. Because okay. it was like 20. And I did that for like five years on and off. We both did on and off. And then she had other businesses that she started. And just recently, like seven months ago, we came together and we've always wanted to invest into real estate, but we never actually pulled the trigger. So we came together, we went to this conference and we're like, let's just do it. So we just pulled the trigger, bought our first house. Now we're three houses later. So, And it's been so fun, but it's been so much work. But yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that like we finally dove in. We've been talking about it forever and yeah. then dive in full in business seven months ago and to see now we have six million dollars under asset right now which is kind of crazy to think like in the past i think we actually our first purchase was in may so that was actually only five months ago that's insane. in five months yeah. we acquired six million dollars in real estate we use other people's money opm so yeah we've been hustling away but we've kind of known i mean since we started in business so long ago together and then kind of had our both of our lives you know go separate ways jess was known as the metaverse queen you guys maybe saw her on tiktok <laughs> And, you know, I was a professional stunt woman and was able to build, you know, my social networks that way. We really saw the value of building a brand. And then we brought that together with real estate. So now we get to be really public in real estate, but also build a brand, have our own separate brands and build an empire. And it's just really cool because we love real estate. There's endless cap. We know with us being so young right now where we can get if we stay Mm -hmm. this committed. So we're really excited. You guys are always impressing me. Even just the West Hollywood house, I'm blown away by. So going to your first property that you guys got, how was that process? And what do you think you guys have learned from that that have made the most recent two a little bit easier or just kind of like the lessons you've learned along the way from that? Well, Kinsey actually started first. She bought a house in Puerto Rico. So I'll let you explain that process for Puerto Rico. Yeah, I think it was really hard in Puerto Rico in general, but Mm -hmm. I think... There's no matter how many houses, even though we've still only done three, everyone has different issues. And so it's still a constant learning curve. And all of our friends that we talk to, there's a new issue every day anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I think like some of the biggest lessons that we've learned is really just like you have to find the best deal and you have to be really efficient with your time because in this business, you have so many avenues. We have to go find the deal. Then we have to go fund the deal. And then we have to do all the construction and then we have to list it and sell the project. So on a day daily basis managing our current three projects we really have time no time for anything so it's like more just like time blocking figuring out you know and the market shifting and so but I think 
I would say the biggest thing she learned, though, for your house in Puerto Rico, because our first house was in West Hollywood. So Mm -hmm. she did the first one herself in Puerto Rico. And what she kind of taught me or what I learned from her experience is that you have to really be on it with your contractor and set a really strict timeline and deadline and put that in the contracts and put a strict budget in a contract for your contractor. Because she kind of got like fucked over a little bit with her contractor in Puerto Rico, just like taking too long. And she had paid him for things that he hadn't done yet. And then now it's like you're waiting for them to finish and they have no incentive because you already paid them. So I think with our new contractor now, who we really love, she she kind of taught me to set the tone in the beginning with the contractor Mm -hmm. as far as putting things in writing, the budget, and then also the time frame. And he's been really good. So I think that's what you've learned. Yeah, I know. The biggest thing. Definitely. And that it's not as easy as it looks. I feel like it's a really intimidating process. But yeah. Being able to like, watch you guys kind of go through it. And I know you guys <clears throat> document a lot of it on yeah. your TikTok, on YouTube and everything like that. And I think for young women to see that, it's really encouraging and motivating because I think it is a little bit of a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like you guys stand out when you guys go to networking events or that you guys might not fit in with like the normal? Yeah. And that is so they don't like take us seriously either. Like a yeah. lot of the times, like we just can't Came from Ryan Pineda's event in Vegas and there there were these guys that we were interviewing we were having them on our podcast and before we had them on our podcast they were they were nice mm-hmm. but they weren't like you could tell they didn't look at us like we added a lot of value or it was good to network with us it was kind of just like okay they're cute we'll see what they have to offer they have a cute little podcast but I think when we got them on our podcast and when we started to actually ask them intellectual questions mm-hmm. that showed we knew what we were talking about they were like wait like I fuck with you guys I actually think that you guys know what you're talking about so I think it's cool to surprise people but it is hard when you're in the room with someone in the beginning to kind of get taken seriously right we kind of get looked at in like a way where they're and I think "Mm -hmm." that with raising money too like you know there's so many struggles you're going to go into you know we're young women and we're looking at you like hey we we need four hundred thousand dollars you have to be able to trust us and so uh, naturally a man gets more of that trust and when we go to these conventions it's there's probably like maybe there's a thousand people there 50 is women maybe you know so you really really stand out but I also think it's been really really good and I'm an eternal optimist so I look at it in places where we walk into our friends flips that are guys and you know they don't really make the best interior design choices and they they don't really have that in mind so I think we do have a leg up on a lot of things and when I look at the business and it's really stressful but it also gives you your own schedule. Mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of women, it could be a really fun, exciting career. We did go to an all-women's conference. It was like 5,000 women. And they yeah. were all very interested. They hadn't really started yet. Yeah. But I think we're going to see a big shift in the next, you know, I think so, years. too, especially with us showing people. I can't tell you how many DMs we get from younger girls that are yeah. like, I've always wanted to do it, but I've never actually seen someone like me pull the trigger. Right. Yeah. So I think us showing people how to pull the trigger, it's not like we have anything special and this is what I always tell young girls we don't have something that you like it's not like we have something that you guys don't have yeah you guys can all the differences between me and you is that I actually pulled the trigger and I'm learning along the way and I'm and we have each other 
Yeah, we also I have each other, obviously. It's such a good partnership together. And yeah. I think that also probably really helps because you guys can keep each other accountable. And then when things get rough, one person can pull the other one through and um, all of that. So I think it helps to have someone there to help you. Literally. Um, I know. I actually cried this morning. And Jess, <laughs> Jess had my back. So we were, <laughs> About I mean, business? Yeah. And like I'm not much of a crier, but it was just overwhelming. You yeah. know, we're over budget and it comes out of our pocket. And it's yeah. just like we carry, you know, 50 grand in, in interest payments a month. And just every day is stressful, you know, and it seems really fun. And people see the after pictures are like, oh, my God, this is so cute and fun. And, but every business is hard, you mm-hmm. know. And so there's days really hard and there's days that I'm like, I'm so obsessed with this. Yeah. But today was just one of those days where you have, you know, seven quotes or seven invoices on your table that we have to pay. And we're supposed to be finishing projects. Nobody's fixing deadlines. We have the landscaper of our nightmares. He's been, he broke <laughs> a pipe this morning. I'm literally had to run out of at bed. At I wake up at 7 a.m. Where at? In Rosewood. Rosewood. I, I wake up. flooded. I have to leave my yeah. bed at 6 a.m. and go to the house. I'm fucking over. Okay, that we're so supposed to no listen. We're supposed to listen two days our house is flooded. And we're supposed like to have a pizza there. party what with about, our friends. <laughs> what about the furniture? It's fine. Okay. Flooded outside. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But still, pizza night. I know. Yeah, right? the landscape, we've already paid 25 grand, and he actually just ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jess, we kind of mentioned this, I think, a little bit earlier, but just the idea of being, I think, maybe judged by appearance at first glance or whatnot. And I kind of want to go back to even when we first met. Yeah. And I know before we even met, this was when I was living in Chicago, and I didn't know you personally, and we had never spoken or anything. And I kind of was a little skeptical of you. I was like, who's this girl? But all I really knew about you was like social media. And then I think it was when I first moved to LA, we went to your house for sushi night. And I was still kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll meet this girl. Was that the sushi night? I was randomly in town. Were you yeah. there? Yeah. She was there. And I was yeah. pretty quiet, I think. You were in the corner on the like, yeah. back, I remember. Yeah. yeah. And I went there and this was the first time I was meeting you and even having any conversation with you. We had never spoken even online or anything. And I remember instantly I was like, holy fuck I love this girl Aww. she's nothing what I thought she was gonna be like you were so real and you were just so intelligent about whatever we were talking about I think it was at the time like the metaverse metaverse and stocks and whatever yeah, yeah. and I was just so impressed by you but I remember being like I can't believe I was so quick to judge and that to me was a big moment for me to be like okay I need to really get to know people before I even have that and I think what I've realized is that I think when you're a man and you're in business other men look at that and they respect another Mm -hmm. man that's in business sometimes when you're a girl and you're like in business or you're a hustler or you're smart and you're pretty people really do right away start to become intimidated yeah. and judge yeah. because we think that if someone else is like a boss or this amazing right. person we think it it makes us less amazing as females and i've noticed that too cuz i look at other females sometimes and I judge them right away. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, why did I judge them? And I realized the reason I do that. And I think it's being a female. We, This is what also I'm learning for myself. And what I think we can kind of like help all women learn is to lift each other up. I think the reason sometimes girls do have a harder time in business is because we're not supported by other females. Yeah, yeah. We're looked at as competition. You're kind of on your own. Yeah, you're on your mm-hmm. own. And as a male, your friends are like, bro, I got you here. I'm going to yeah. help you here. And as a female, it's almost like you're alone sometimes. So that's something that I want to create a community mm-hmm. for women yeah. to uplift each other in business and to help each other and to not be intimidated by someone else's wins, yeah. you know? And I feel like Blondes Building Equity is like definitely doing so with that. And then, Kinsey, even going with you coming with such a large social media following and internet 
personality and then shifting into more of the business real estate world I'm sure people kind of look at your page and think okay she does stunts she's very active and she's kind of this Instagram girly but then it's like there's so much more to you too and even when I first met you I think I was probably like a little bit intimidated because I feel like I've met other influencers in the past who have as large of a following or even less large of a following as you who kind of come off as they don't really want to talk to you or whatever and that was not the case with you at all I feel like you were so kind and so nice and welcoming and I never once felt like you came off to me the way that a lot of people give influencers that certain image yeah has that been hard for you to kind of break away from that old lifestyle or old way and then into being taken really seriously in the business world now yeah I think you know I sometimes I'm like I did it to myself a little bit only because I really niched down so much Mm -hmm. with social media and I was such a brand for years you know and sometimes it's hard for me now because you have this audience and just because there are millions of people in that one audience I think when I put something out there, that's what they want, but that's just what the audience I curated. So I did to myself. Those people don't want to take me seriously in business, but because they see me as the sports girl, the stunt girl, you know, whatever, I curated that people. So now it's just a bigger battle, an uphill battle that I feel because even times I post a lot about Blondes Building Equity and real estate and I get a lot of feedback and a lot of DMs or I'll do Q&As now on my story and all of it is like, we don't care about real estate. You're so (laughs) effing boring nowadays. Because I'm not like doing crazy stunts, you know, but I still am that person, you know, but it's just, I did it to myself. I love our audience with Blondes Building Equity. It's crazy to have millions of followers somewhere else, but we have 30,000 on Blondes Building Equity and it's like like, everything, you know, I get like group of people yeah. who are so focused on what you guys are doing yeah. like they're following you because they're like yeah they believe in what you guys are talking about and everything and I but think I think you really can cool. like merge it and that's what mm-hmm. I've kind of seen and being like you know having any audience is such a blessing and yeah. it's so cool yeah. even if like you know couple percent of my four million followers are interested in real estate that's a lot of people and I love real estate because of like the long-term passive income that we're looking at the freedom that we have to Mm -hmm. be our own boss and that was the lifestyle I lived you know life is for living live your life to the fullest and so I hope I can merge those two because before all I did was travel the world do crazy stunts really live this lavish adventurous life and people would always be like I'm so jealous I want to you know go gorilla trekking in Uganda (laughs) and and then now I can kind of give them you know with blondes building equity be like that life is so cool and I hope to inspire you to live your life to the fullest with that but I now I'm going to give you a way that you can do that Mm -hmm. you know show you the ins and outs of how you can really make unlimited earning potential so that you can live the life that I was living instead of just living it and being like sucks to be you I gotta (laughs) go do all this you know just flaunting it and everything yeah so but I think that also goes to say we're allowed to have multiple passions you're allowed to be able to have your interest in travel and doing these really adventurous things but then also loving business and real estate I think people put us in boxes and it's like you're allowed to have multiple passions and talk about multiple passions and just because you post one thing doesn't mean that's all there is to someone Mm -hmm. I think that's like I think social media is slowly getting to that point but I think when it was mostly just Instagram it was like okay you just see photos that's all you see of someone but now with TikTok and video you're able to see more people's personalities and I think you guys both do a great job of bringing that out of you guys thank you thanks of course (laughs) okay I want to go into I you guys had mentioned time batching is something that you guys really practice when it comes to working and everything what's kind of your either morning routine or just kind of your work schedule and how you guys get things done because I think being 
you know, not having a boss can be hard to sometimes get focused and figure out, okay, I'm going to do this this morning and keeping yourselves accountable. What's your guys' schedule and how do you guys keep yourselves on that? I would say it kind of changes Mm -hmm. because fix and flips, you're really weekly changing what you're doing. So some day, some weeks are slower than others. And when we have a slower week, when we have less meetings with like subcontractors or we don't have as much to do for the houses, we try to fill it up with content because that's another subset of our business Mm -hmm. is creating a lot of content. And it takes a lot of time to do that. So I think for our mornings, what we do is we try to time block posting and setting up the calls for the day. And then throughout the day, whether we need to go check on a project or we need to schedule a meeting with an investor or schedule a meeting with someone that we're networking with. We'll do that later in the day. So the mornings is like posting and prepping for the day. Then midday is meetings. And then we try to throw in some podcasts and stuff like that. So and I think it's weekly. like, yeah, I think it's really important to, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs or people, even if it's just social media, you don't, tr- they don't treat it like yeah. a real business. Mm-hmm. So whether you're a solopreneur or you have 20 employees, I think it's super important, like Jess and I say, this is our business. We treat it like a business. We work nine to five every single day. Obviously, we're we're more flexible with like, oh, she needs to travel, I need to travel. We do that because we're our own boss. But we know, and I think it's helped because we have each other. So we're each other's accountability partner, but there's no thought in our mind like this isn't a business. So it's like nine to five every single day, we're getting things done. And so it's really important for us to communicate on Mondays. This week, you know, we're finishing two projects in the next two weeks. So it's crazy running around, handling all the problems. And really like yesterday, I was just like literally carrying vanities up the stairs and meeting with my plumbers to install all the fixtures. But then some days it's like, okay, we need to prep for our next deal. So we're running deals. We're doing acquisitions. We're meeting with potential investors. So we're really good about communicating. So I think if you guys really are interested in starting a business, have an accountability partner or going with somebody else. I genuinely could not do this without Jess. She brings so many things that I don't have Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And I think just making it accountable. It's so easy if you're alone to be like, oh, well, today I'm not going to do anything. I care about Jess so much that there's no day that I'm not, I have to show up for her and myself, you know? So it's like we do. And with the power of us together and the commitment Mm -hmm. and treating it like a business and us locking in full time, what we've accomplished in five months versus, you know, us in five years passively doing real estate is insane. So the power of commitment, the power of a partner and, you know, consistency. So, yeah, I would say for time blocking, um, Monday through Friday from nine to five, we try to fill our schedule. And if there's Monday meetings to be like, okay, from nine to 10, we're running deals and doing acquisitions from Mm -hmm. 10 to 11. We're filming TikTok, whatever that is. And then when it changes, it's fine. We're fine if it changes. If our contractor calls us and said, I need you at the job right now, there's a flood at the house. We're not like, oh my God, no, but I have to post two TikToks (laughs) right now. We're fine if it changes, but I just think you should have a rough outline. Be open to changes, but have a rough outline. And also, as long as you know in your mind you're doing things to help your business from nine to five, Monday through Friday, or whatever you want your schedule to be, as long as you're doing things to help your business. Like sometimes we do networking events. Like sometimes we do lunches or walks with random people, but we know it'll help our business. We put that in our schedule. Yeah, raising money and building, you've taught me that so much. Yeah, people don't realize the power of networking. And like that's a huge thing. like are the networking queens like I feel like you guys are always networking you guys are so good about it 
what are your guys' tips for it? even how to find what networking events to go to? Yeah. Or like I when you're say, there, what do you I, like, like you introduce yourself? I tell the story about the engineer because that was really like pivotal for me when you told oh, me about your LinkedIn? app. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I was, it's funny because people, they don't know how to get in the rooms with certain people. Right. And I'm like, for me, it's always come natural. And I don't know why. I literally bought a subscription on LinkedIn and I think you get 30 credits a day or whatever it is. And I would literally send very detailed messages, not just random messages, very detailed messages because I was trying to find a software engineer for my app to a software engineer in the Los Angeles area. And I'd be like, hey, my name is Jessica. This is what I'm doing. These are my days that I'm free. Let's meet for lunch and chat. And literally, I mean, most people would reply to me. So I would get probably like three or four meetings a week with software engineers just by messaging them on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. So I needed a software engineer. So I went on LinkedIn and I found a software engineer. Right. You know, and for me, I'm like, it's kind of rocket science. Like, (laughs) you want to go to a real estate networking event? Google no, it. No, it's not rocket science. No, I mean, not, I mean, sorry. It's kind of rocket science. Okay, Shmir is obviously no, really I'm good really, at rocket science. I'm really bad at idioms, but I'm like, wait, I think I know that one, and it's not right. But Jess is so good about I it. Really literally, yeah. you are like, yeah. we went to a mortgage lender meetup on Monday night, and I'm literally looking at her like, it's Monday night. We're slammed with our projects right now. And she's like, Kins, we got to go. And I yeah. was like, I don't really want to go. And then we get there. It was so beneficial. We found mm-hmm. so many potential lenders that are going to give us. we have a us, meeting Friday. Yeah, we have an in-person meeting on Friday with a huge lender who might roll in interest payments for us. Like, like all the things that we've needed yeah. just by going, you yeah. know. And we met, you know, 10 different lenders that could be potentials for us. We met different investors that taught us different strategies. Yeah. And it's like those conversations are really pivotal. So I think if you could do anything, like for us, we've made it like the commitment. We're going to go to at least three or four big conferences about mm-hmm. real estate every year so whatever your niche is mm-hmm. you know because and we those, do lunches every week too oh yeah jess like is so good about this she's like we need to set so we, we've had even with our crazy schedule this week yeah. we have three lunches set up with people that we and love. i think people get caught up on it needs to be this type of person that i'm going to lunch yeah. to and what i've realized like we literally went to lunch with the, the founder of tinder and it's like what what where does he fit in real estate he doesn't but now he wants to invest with us so right. it's like people just need to be more open to taking meetings with people and he also gave us really good advice yeah you, never you need know to be open take away from somebody else yeah which is like and you're spreading awareness for your brand too so obviously i wouldn't go with someone that isn't influential maybe doesn't have the capital to help you and also isn't well connected maybe i wouldn't spend my time on that so factor in you do need right. to get something from it yeah. but if someone's like well connected maybe they're able to give you some capital maybe their brother or their cousin is into real estate somehow have it attached to what you're trying to do and go to lunch with them and build brand awareness talk about what you're doing mm-hmm. talk about what you need ask what they need because we always try to add value to right. what I've learned even yeah. with You've my software always engineers. said this to me you're yes. like always pro- even with dating you're like if yeah. you can provide value they'll keep you around exactly what is your value yeah. add I'm so big on that what is your yeah. value add even a meeting a lunch meeting are you going to pay for lunch are you going to maybe maybe they need a, an assistant are you going to refer your friend to them mm-hmm. like always add value because they remember that yeah. we sent yeah. wine to one of our the people that were on our podcast one time and they were literally like wine's their favorite thing they're like this is our favorite wine um, you always just gotta add a little value yeah. you know yeah that's actually <laughs> gone a long way every guest that we have on our podcast we send a good bottle of wine to with a thank you card and we're that's like really sweet. you know and it really the relationships we form from our podcast like 
going that extra mile. Jess will literally like print, like she printed out for one of our podcast guests. He loves golf, huge guy. Aww. And she printed out his kids and wife on golf balls in a little thing and like sent it to his house. <laughs> like, thanks for being on the podcast. Where did you even find that? Amazon. Baby. Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I should work for Amazon. I love Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. You need to set up your uh, storefront. Oh, yeah, we need I to do. do that this week. Okay. I know, really. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk about just life in L.A. You guys have been here for a while. I know you left for a little bit and then came back. But when you guys first moved out here, you guys were really young. I obviously moved out here a little bit older in life. And I think back and I'm like, I can't imagine coming out to L.A. that young. But then I also am like, well, you would also have so many connections networking wise from young age. But then also I feel like I would get caught up in things and wrapped up in the whole lifestyle out here mm -hmm. when you guys first moved out here do you feel like you guys got caught up in the scene or how do you think it's been since you guys first moved out here to where you guys are now because yeah we don't really like yeah i would say so now. i would say that's the reason we're just now investing is because because mm -hmm. we wanted to for a while and we kind of knew strategies to do it we knew yeah. we could do it with no money down and we knew that there was a way to do it even though back in the day we didn't have any capital we knew there was access somewhere to it, but I think the reason we didn't pull the trigger is because you do get caught up in the lifestyle and easier money mm -hmm. and brand deals and this and that. And I think it's tempting. Like there's a lot of temptations around yep. guys and connections and, and this going and out. not a lot of, and, yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. weird. Like not a lot of people have normal work hours and yeah. normal jobs. Yeah. They're always out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, midday, like, let's yeah. go do this. Let's go do that. We're like, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's also hard to find people out here because so many people come out here with a specific goal or whatever yeah. and they're trying to hustle or whatever it is and I think even making girlfriends has been hard for me at least and that's why I'm so grateful that I met you guys and that specifically you bringing me into the circle and introducing yeah, me to Kinsey though okay. <laughs> go Desi girl networking yeah she is but like no I'm so grateful for you guys because you guys are the most genuine people I've met out here and I mean, I've only been here a year and a half, but even from the start of it to where I am now, I feel so much more at home here and finding my place and my purpose. But when you guys finding your purpose now in real estate and what was that path like for you guys? And was there a period where you guys felt lost? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my. And I think that that was a big insecurity of mine, especially living a very public life, mm -hmm. being like I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> so they really knew me as this girl. And I was so nervous to break away and be like, I knew all along real estate was our passion. But, you know, I was doing this and I was doing that and I was doing that. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't just pick up and go decide to be a real estate investor. But what I can say is, you know, in your 20s, mm. this is the time yeah. to feel lost, to try every career possible and that kind of interests you. F it. Go try a new career year if that's what you want to do because 1, then you're going to learn yeah. about yeah. yourself, you know. And I think we live in a world where, like, you go to college and you're supposed to know mm -hmm. at 18, okay, I want to be a nurse. <laughs> that's it. Like, how is that fair, you know? Like, it's I think crazy. it's so, like, I know who I am so much now and because of trying so many different things. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're young, just, just you shouldn't be afraid of people judging you. Yeah, right. Finding your right circle is really important too. And going through, you're not going to know who your right circle is until you know yourself. So we were so caught up in the wrong circles and you don't feel like you're, you know, I left LA. Yeah. And I was gone. I left for a year and a half and I never thought I would come back. I never thought LA was my home just because it was so hard to find those connections. And now that I'm back and I'm more who I am and I know that. And when I was, you know, 
meeting new friends I was so particular like has to be my yeah. kind of people yeah. so it just kind of shows wherever you're at there's gonna be times you feel lost and there's gonna be times but the more you are committed to trying things and growth that's mm-hmm. gonna take you to the right path yeah. you know? I think your circle 100%. is everything too though yeah you were saying now that you have I do think it is you having a better circle mm-hmm. now and feeling 1, like feeling like you're a part of a community all of a sudden work is going better and you have this new podcast you're starting and I'm so excited to see that for you too and it's kind of teach other people like look in the beginning it is tough especially when you move to a big city it doesn't have to be LA wherever you move it is tough don't be so hard on yourself that's what advice I would give to people it took me five years to Mm -hmm. find the friends that I have now and I wouldn't have it any other way I love my friends I've had to go through a lot of different people but it's just like business you have to go through a lot of different bad subs and you know bad businesses (laughs) bad business partners and you know what have you and then you find an amazing business partner then you find a great friend group and then you find a great contractor and it all happens in time so be patient with yourself and enjoy the ride a little bit I think the 20s definitely is the most the time when you should be experimenting in everything that you want to try and just do it all even if it doesn't make sense always Mm -hmm. like just try it because it's like whatever if it doesn't work out go on to the next thing and I think going on to the point of even just finding a better group of friends for me there was a point of my time in LA where I was really lonely and I didn't really go out I didn't hang out with people and I was okay with it because I was focused on kind of figuring myself out first and making sure I was in a good headspace and just mentally getting myself in a better place and then it kind of all started to work itself out and make sense for me even just you guys all being entrepreneurs and everything that's even more motivating to me so it's finding those people but being okay with having a time where like you might feel lonely and it Mm -hmm. might feel like you don't have friends or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's okay there's gonna be those moments I think the 20s are hard because you go from college or whatever when you're young and you're hanging out with people all the time to all of a sudden you're in the real world and you're like wait I don't live two blocks over from my best friends Mm -hmm. now what so I think You have to put in more work, too. That's what I've learned from Kinsey. Three years ago when I was running my business, I didn't make time for anyone. And I just expected to have amazing friends. And Kinsey was really my only friend, actually. (laughs) Not going to lie to you. Present. (laughs) Still here. But the thing is, I saw Kinsey with all these friends around her. And she had really good community around her and I was always just kind of like I always tagged along you know because I was always invited <laughs> by her <laughs> <laughs> but I was like oh how does she God. have so many friends <laughs> what, you, what you doing yeah, and I was always so confused how does she have so many friends and then I realized you actually do have to put some intentional work yeah. into it mm-hmm. and I've learned so much not that friends are a business but I'm going to relate <laughs> it to business yeah. like friend groups running a friend group or like being friends and having good friends in your life you do have to time block that into there as well mm-hmm. And filter out people. So it's like business deals. If it's a bad business deal, maybe you're going to do it better next time or you're not going to deal with those people again. That's like friends. If you're not vibing with someone or they kind of do something shady to you, I would be very quick at, not quick, but like a little bit quicker at cutting them off is that bad yeah because i think you mean <laughs> no like, i don't think that's when bad. you yeah. said you were I think like when you feeling... know yeah yeah because then it leaves room for better, better people, people to be to in your in. life yeah. and the second yeah. that i realized first i needed to put effort in and then i put effort in and then i got all these friends that maybe i didn't really want <laughs> and i was like all right so after the effort comes the intentionally cutting people yeah. off yeah. and then now i'm left with the the amazing people the really good people yeah because yeah. I think it's important to make space in your life and I think a lot of people maybe they have friends that they've always had or a relationship that they've mm-hmm. always had but when you're not making space for something else it's not gonna come yeah so when you're saying you're feeling a little bit lonely in that that period it's actually good because that mm-hmm. lonely space allowed space 
for you to now search and find the good friends, you know, mm -hmm. instead of feeling like our, we're usually we don't like to be lonely. So we fill that space with people because yeah. we're bored and then it's bad friends right. or a bad yeah. guy instead of allowing a beautiful space for the right people to come yeah. in and yeah. knowing that that lonely space is okay yeah. rather than filling it with someone you mm -hmm. know. Okay, well, I'm going to hang out there because I'm lonely. You know, no, don't yeah. go hang out there. And then you feel yeah. put an effort with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, because there was times when I was feeling lonely where I was like, I could go out and yeah. go to the bar with these people or whoever, but it's like I always leave those situations feeling worse about yeah. myself or I don't want to really be here. So I'd rather be at home and be alone and just enjoying myself and being content with it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. All right, you guys. So the podcast is called Order and Chaos. Love and it. for me, life has just always been about finding balance. So for you guys, how do you find order in your chaos? What's like the one thing that you kind of go to? It can be work related. It can be just, you know, personal, whatever it is. I would say walking. I was literally going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. You guys are the walking queens. I know. And so that makes we total sense. Because to then walk. it's like you get to be in nature. You get exercise, which causes your endorphins to release. And then you can also walk to the park or like Air One or something cute. <laughs> so so it's like not only do you get to experience like okay air one with your friend you get the walk you get the exercise you get the outdoor you know Nature, fresh air yes. so it's kind okay. of just like everything that you get i love that yeah go like walk the slow down even if you turn off your yeah, phone for true. a second it's also been really beneficial in the fact of making friends mm -hmm. i don't know a lot true. of people are into the hot girl walk these we days love the walk. Yeah. so we invite all of our girlfriends to go on walks and it's kind of become our circle's thing so yeah. nilu knows nilu Knows. We go on walks all the time, so it's like, yeah, that's we haven't our done a walk in a while. We I know. Do a walk. We I know. Do a walk or a hike soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we were on a roll. We at were. least one week. Yeah, we we need to bring that back. Yeah, <laughs> life got a little busy, but yeah, we, the chaos took over. Back to the order. <laughs> back to the order. <laughs> I love that. What well, do you do, Nilu? Whoa, I feel like for me it's movement. So it can be walking. Mm -hmm. For me, now that I'm on the beach, it's just going there and literally just staring at the water and just finding a little bit of calmness. But I feel like walking is always kind of a good go-to. Anytime you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah. just go mm. for a 10-minute walk and you'll feel a little bit better. So true. I love that. Walking. You start like a, <laughs> a walking, walking podcast. Or a walking club. <laughs> just mic ourselves up while we walk. Oh my yeah, God. walking podcast. talk about a some lot. juicy stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I want a walking club because that goes back to like, I don't want to be around <laughs> people no. I don't want to be around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe a walking club podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, they can walk with us somewhere <gasps> else. In their ears. They are walking Wow. While listening to us walking. Yes. Like, comment, or subscribe if you would like that. <laughs> I'll be above. comment. All right. Where can everyone find each of you guys and Blondes Building Equity? Well, we have Blondes Building Equity TikTok, Blondes Building Equity YouTube, Blondes Building Equity Instagram, <laughs> Blondes Building Equity Spotify. <laughs> so anywhere you want. Then I'm just Jessica Stalker on my socials. And I'm just at Kinsey. Amazing. She's got, she got the, the name Kinsey. She got the at Kinsey. Okay. Right. I love that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. This is going to be the number one podcast I just did. <laughs> I know, <laughs> literally. And manifest for you. If only these podcast listeners could know Nilu in person. Yeah, because, she's the best. Wow. You're special. You really are. You guys are the best. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye, guys.